Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies, and I usually watch them so that you don't have to, but not today, baby. Not today, baby. Not today. Maybe not today. Not today. But before we get into all of that stuff, what's up with us? Oh, boy, you guys, I went to a comedy show this week. <gasps> what the fuck? You did? And it was so weird to be. It was an outdoor comedy show. Um, and they had said on the invitation, like, please, everyone still wear masks. Nobody wore masks. Not oh, a single, my God. Not a single person. Everyone there was they, they all looked like 16, but I'm pretty sure they were all in their 20s, which is even weirder. <laughs> um and it was just me and jenna the oldest women there <laughs> why did you go what how did this even yeah. happen where yeah what was the origin of this um, I, one of jenna's customers was doing stand-up there and so okay. um and she was so funny i can't remember her name now god damn it but <laughs> <laughs> and Meg Stalter was also doing stand up. Oh so, hell yeah! Oh, Meg Stalter was there. Yeah, she was I love so, her. She's so fucking funny. Oh my god! But it was so weird that it's like getting to be time where you can pretty safely just be in a space with strangers, it's all up close and personal again. Really weird. It's really weird. Did it feel kind of like back to normal at all? Did you feel a little semblance of 2019? A little bit. Did it feel um, like 2019? Billy 2019. Remember that year? <laughs> it did a little bit, but except that I have the added anxious reflex of putting a mask on now. Like it just after a while of not wearing it, I just started feeling like, where's my mask? I got to put my mask on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not even sure that it is related to being afraid of getting COVID. I think it's I told, was telling you guys already, my mask has just become like my blankie, like a security thing. Yeah. That I just need for to feel like comfortable. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you think what would you do you think you'd have a different reaction if you'd been with someone who wasn't Jenna, who was not wearing a mask? If you'd been the only one who'd been like wanting to wear a mask? Do you know what I mean? I still would have had the impulse and I think I, I probably wouldn't have done it. No, I probably wouldn't have put it on because I would have felt like, oh, I'm not going to be the only loser without a mask. I need a, but- <laughs> a buddy loser. Yeah. Yeah. That's the weird thing about all of this is like the peer pressure aspect of it or the like being part of the crowd aspect of it. Um, Yeah. We've talked about this a little bit, but in my neighborhood in New York, um, you know, it's been a 
couple of weeks now, I guess, since the CDC announced that you could not wear masks outside, outside mm-hmm. if you wanted to. And now they've announced you cannot wear masks inside, which I think is causing like mass confusion um, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, in my neighborhood in New York, n- like 99% of people are still wearing masks outside mm-hmm. like 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And um I, I'm honestly like, you know, I don't know, this is a controversial topic, but like, I'm a little frustrated by it because I'm like, you want to go guys, the, the CDC says we don't have to wear masks. Like I'm, if I was having a conversation with someone outside, like that, I didn't really know that well, I would put a mask on. Like if I was in a co- close quarters with a bunch of people outside, I would put a mask on, but like we're spread out. I'm just walking down the sidewalk. No one is near me. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like I should be able to take my mask off at this point, but I'm still not because I don't want to be the one asshole in my neighborhood not wearing a I mask. I bet literally everybody in your neighborhood feels exactly the same way. Yeah, <laughs> That's the crazy thing is I bet we all are like, fuck, why won't anybody take their mask off? <laughs> and so we're all just silently seething like, when will it be normal? <laughs> yeah, because I really don't want to be the outlier. I don't want to be the one person. Yeah, nobody does. Nobody does. Um, who looks like they don't give a shit? You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It it like outside. I feel like especially it, when you. Are, I mean, we're you're vaccinated, so there's that. But like outside for sure. And I know they also said inside, and I I've been. It's so complicated because like if you're vaccinated, yeah, you're like you're good, but nobody knows who's vaccinated and who's not. And, right. and I was talking to my sister who has a one and a half year old. And she was like, well, now it just means there are less places I can go again because he's not vaccinated. Obviously he's one and a half. And mm-hmm. so entering a, a public space, not outside is different, but like entering a public space where people don't have to be masked. It's like, only you know if you're doing if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. But with her and her child, she doesn't know who in there is just an unvaccinated asshole and who is a vaccinated person not wearing a mask. So then all these spaces become unsafe feeling again. And it was a layer of the, that I hadn't really considered. Right. That I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that sucks. Like now you can't go places again because there will be unvaccinated. I've just been like, oh, well, if you're unvaccinated, that's your choice. But like then there are people who can't be vaccinated for whatever reason, and now they can't go places because they don't know who's an asshole and who's not. And yeah, and they also are were speaking about the fact that you could, you know, go maskless inside as an incentive to get vaccinated as like, oh, well, now you have an additional reason to get vaccinated because it means you can go maskless inside. And it's like, that's great, except the honor people system. lie. Right, yeah, they're not, like they're not <laughs> checking. So what they're really saying is anyone can go maskless inside and that is like, yeah, if you're an adult who's vaccinated or not and you've made your choice, that's one thing. But there are like people who who can't be and now they are at risk again in a way that they maybe haven't been. In a way. It's just it's hard and we're still in it and it's getting a lot better, but we're still like in an active pandemic. And mm-hmm. it's like really it's I just know. really complicated. I know. I know. Yeah. That's why it would be less so if we had like any sense of doing things out of compassion for others and not out of like personal convenience or not we don't nah, not really maybe it. that's not the american that's, way i know it's just like not no. a part of american culture at all and so like why would it be now of course it's not um yeah yeah individual freedom individual freedom that's all i baby. care about 
That's all I care about. Let me do whatever the fuck I want. I don't care how it makes you feel. I don't (laughs) care. Being selfish is good. It's a good thing. Um, uh, Do I have anything interesting to say about my week? Hmm. Let's think about that. I really don't. But, um, you know, I will talk about a TV show I've been watching because why not? Because why the hell not? Um, have you guys heard of Zero Zero Zero? Yes. No. With, uh, Andrea Risebro, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Our favorite person. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and not favorite. that's Tony Collette, but. Oh, right. She's, right, up, right. she's <laughs> up there. She's up there. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it's on Amazon Prime. I guess it's a limited series, which I didn't realize until I'm like six episodes in and now I'm very disappointed. I thought it was going to be. Also, side note, they're making so many limited series these days yeah. and it's fucking annoying. I'm like, I want, I want to, I want to be able to get into a show and have multiple seasons of the show. I feel like that's like how they get bigger movie stars to do it. Cause it's like, well, it's just a season. Right. Exactly. But then it's disappointing for the viewers. Um, and I feel like the limited series I've seen too have been better mm-hmm. than uh, basically other shows that are mo- trying to be multiple seasons too. So it's doubly frustrating. Yeah. Anyway, it's limited series. It's on Amazon prime. It's about the cocaine trade and they, tra- they track it through Italy, Mexico, and the United States. Um, and it's like basically different storylines in each of those locations. And it is fucked up. It is dark as hell. Um, and, but it's beautifully shot and really, really well done. Um, the guy who directed it also did made the Gamora, the TV show, mm. um, zero, zero, zero. Do you guys know about the book Gamora? No. Have you heard of this? Um, so it's a guy who like infiltrated the Italian mob, um, who helps, who were um, part of the cocaine trade mm-hmm. and wrote, uh, like a huge expose, um, book about it and then has now been targeted by the Italian mob for doing so, obviously, and has been in hiding for the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he wrote another book called Zero Zero Zero, which is what this um, TV show is based mm-hmm. off of. Um, anyway, highly recommend. It's very good. It's pretty fucked up, really fucked up, but it's really, really entertaining. But I did watch, I saw my mom this past weekend and uh, <laughs> she just watched like the first 15 minutes of one of the episodes with me and Tim. And she, after 15 minutes, she was like, just make drugs legal. And I was like, Exactly. We just need to show this. We just need to show this show to everyone. Uh, maybe we'll turn the yeah. tides. <laughs> you uh, see how much damage it causes. Imagine. It's, cat's out of the bag on this one, guys. Like, we're, there's nothing we can do about it. We better just make drugs legal. Mm-hmm. That's the only option we have. Mm-hmm. Um, Decriminalize so it, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I have to say about my week. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, Sammy, I think you'll like it. It's been on my list, but I'm just, there's just so much TV, man. I get really overwhelmed. There's so much TV. But I, I will watch there's, it. There's so much TV, but also every time I sit down to watch TV, I'm like, I don't yeah, know what same. to watch. Yes, 100%. It's because it's, like it's, it's too much choice. It's it, overwhelming. And it's daunting. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. I'm on the same boat. Same boat. Same vessel. Same vessel. Same vessel. Um, I had the most eventful week of the past 
14 months. Mm. I went to a wedding. Yeah. Ugh, I went to a it wedding. It so fun. And it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. It was it, it was a it was just a weekend with friends. We all stayed at the same hotel. There was only wedding guests at this hotel. It was like all outside in Palm Springs. Everyone was vaccinated. It was like I, I it was like a dream thing. Like it was like I can't believe it happened and that we were able to do it and I like saw friends and had a party and like dress it was like so it was so crazy. It looked it was, so fun. It was so fun and and my friends who got married are just so lovely and so in love and it just was like really one of those weddings you just like feel so good about, you know? Like everyone yeah. just feels so good to be there and like man, it was it was so cool. It was that's so a, cool. That's a very nice like first uh, step step out truly. into more normal life of just like ah oh, love Love yes. exists. Love exists. They they've <laughs> suffered. They like made it through this year, and they did. They ha- got to have their wedding, and we're all here for them. And like, yeah, it was so. It was also, like, I guess the only way to travel now is to just be in a hotel with only your friends. <laughs> it was so cool to just leave your room in the morning to go get coffee and just see your friends walking out of their rooms and just that say, "Oh, nice. good morning," and walk to a pool. Who's oh, hanging out so at this fun. pool? Oh, it's my friends. Oh, who's hanging out over there? Oh, it's my friends. <laughs> like it's just man it was ideal it was yeah, ideal. ideal and then wonderful my parents came out to visit i hadn't seen them oh, in a year yeah. and a half and then i saw my parents wow it i can't it's like oh i guess i guess life is just back on like on the one hand it's it's we're still you know like we were just saying you gotta be careful and we need to be considerate of others and there's all this stuff but all, on the other hand it's like we can do things again kind of and mm-hmm. and I just can't believe I just can't believe I just it's, can't believe it. It's really weird. It's it's, it's really it's weird. Like not it's not coming naturally to me yet. Like I'm still yeah. feeling like, oh, well, the weekend, like I'm staying home. And then I'm like, wait, should I do something? Should I like try to see you're, something you're like, <laughs> that I haven't seen? You're like I have the option, the option, right? the like, option. Forgetting. Well, I timed this perfectly, you guys, because I'm about to have a baby and I'm just going to st- be self-quarantined <laughs> for, for another however long it's going to last. Yeah. So I am I am I am not. Well, Tim and I are going to do our best to reemerge into the world. But like, it's going to be it's a strange be. transition. Yeah, well, baby's got antibodies and that is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the baby has antibodies. That's, cool. that's huge. So that's, huge. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And mm. also, wait, Emily, we should just shout out that you made your dress for this wedding, which is so impressive. Thank you. It looked so it beautiful. Looked really you great. looked so great in it. So much. She's so it talented. Cool. Uh, thank you. She really mm. is. I guess this so the impressed. wedding was like a 60s, 60s theme. Yes, uh-huh. it was like 60s Palm Springs. My inspiration so was Megan Draper. The blue dress mm-hmm. at the airport, if anybody recalls, it's a very good dress. And that was my inspiration point. I mean, it's like a good and a bad thing because I'm already like so specific and care so deeply about aesthetics that now that I can make things, I'm I like, you know, I was like, I can pick the fabric. I can pick the print. I can pick exactly what it looks like. I can make it exactly what I want. And so it's like, in a way, maybe not so healthy for my brain to be like, everything's in my hands. Um, <laughs> but it was super fun. And, it, and, it, and yeah, the cool thing is I got to wear exactly what i wanted and it was super fun yeah that's awesome so cool <laughs> it was great and my and it was great to see my parents surreal just like i mean 
it's, you know, we can do, we can do those things. It's crazy. We've made it in that respect. Yeah. And that's yeah. something to celebrate. Yeah. Something else to celebrate. Is that, um, I watched the movie this week. I, I it's a movie I've, I had already seen, um, which is why I picked it. I didn't mm-hmm. have to watch a new scary thing. Um, it's the guest. Um, it's honestly not that scary. Though, when I watched it the first time, I was definitely scared. I was definitely scared. It's creepy. Yeah. When did, when did you watch it the first time? In the, in the past year, I think. Um, and I think in the pandemic, at least. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so it came out in 2014. Um, it is directed by Adam Wingard, written by Simon Barrett, and it stars Dan Stevens, Woo. you Dan know Stevens. I uh, Micah Monroe, Brendan Meyer, Sheila Kelly, Leland Orser, Lance Reddick, and Tabitha Sean. Mm. And Lance Reddick also in the John Wick franchise. Excuse I love me. Lance Reddick. Excuse he's me. He's from so The Wire. On The Wire. He's so fucking good. <laughs> I think of him first as being from the John Wick franchise. Yeah, sure. Um, it's, also, it's important. It's important. He's great. He's fucking great. Um, it's great. It's like a. It's listed as a horror thriller. It feels more like a thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to do it on this podcast so I could talk about how good Dan Stevens looks in this movie. God, it's he's cool. almost all I'm going to talk about. Um, I'll try to tell you the plot, but I might get distracted. I I have seen this movie and I saw it in theaters and it was the first thing I ever saw Dan Stevens in and so Joel I, too and so I was like damn this guy's so hot and I, then I was very confused when I like saw shots of him in Downton Abbey I was like wait 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 this I is know. that same guy I, we literally it's crazy <laughs> it is so crazy because you know I, you know I love Dan Stevens I love him no matter what I love him in anything I think he's a very he's a very beautiful man but he's not mm-hmm. like hot like Dan like Dan Stevens as a he's like a huge dork. If you see what he wears in the world, you're like, what is this guy doing? Like, who is this man? He's so weird. He's an incredible actor. But in this movie, this is a phrase that Joel said today that I was like, that's correct. Because I was like, he, he's hotter in this movie than he is. Like he, so he transcend, this is the line. He transcends himself. Mm. In this movie. it is crazy how hot he is in this movie. It's crazy. This is this is kind of reminding me how I feel about Killian Murphy. That's who I'm talking about, right? Could be from. Yeah, <laughs> could be. I'm gonna need um, more information, but I'm gonna say it could be. <laughs> um, I feel like when you see pictures of him like out in the real world, you're like, oh, nope. We <laughs> talked about this a little bit on our our 28 Days Later episode. He's like such a specific. Right type of hotness i think he's incredibly yeah. hot all the time he i see hot. pictures of him out on the street and i want to be i want to be married to him walking next to him on you're that still street. down <laughs> i would like to be on the. i see him on the street i would like to be on that street <laughs> he just has a very strong like swagger in peaky blinders that it's not translated in the street style photos sure. that i'm seeing he's wearing like cargo shorts and has like tiny little white legs and is like man. He's like such a little theater dork. Yeah. And then he really comes to life in Peaky Blinders anyway. It's um, like that, Henley, but it's different because because it's not swagger. It's not the character. It's like physically he looks perfect in this movie. And I, and I like, what is that? Is it like the haircut? Under, is it the- everything? 
It's it, his. He's got a slamming bod. His haircut is good. <laughs> uh, I think it's also. It's like they, I. And I'll get to some of the trivia. They like wanted to make him like, like oh my, like you're like blinded by how hot he is. <laughs> and so it's also like it's the way he's lit. It's the way he's shot. It's like mm. everything is going to making you be like, oh my god. Also, again, like he's beautiful. You know, I love him. I do love him. But it just is like he's not this hot. But in this movie, he is. I'm excited to watch the trailer for this then because oh I so have hot. no point it's of reference. Crazy. It's so crazy. And I knew it. And then I rewatched this movie. And in two seconds, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's so hot. <laughs> oh, man, I've already talked about this too much, but I'm going to talk about it more. Um, it ha- So, OK, this movie has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. A 6.7 on IMDb. That's about standard. That's normal. All of them do. do. And a 76% on Metacritic. OK. Um. It, the budget, it was about five million, and the cumulative worldwide gross was two million seven hundred thousand. So they lost money on it. Ouch! 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 Oh, sometimes you just gotta do grape lady. Um. <laughs> Welcome to Cocktail Hour, and this week we are drinking a perfect guest. To make a perfect guest, you will need one and a half ounces of vodka, two thirds an ounce of Lillet Blanc, a third an ounce of Saint Germain elderflower liqueur, and a dash of celery bitters. You will stir all ingredients with ice and strain into a chilled Nick and Nora glass and garnish with a lemon zest twist. Cheers. Should we do some trivia? Should we do some trivia for this movie? Mm -hmm. Okay. So here is the trivia that I found. Um, uh, this, This one is interesting. I don't really know what it means, but the film is intentionally structured as a horror film with the pace of a thriller. It's like, uh... Okay. I don't understand. Sure. I, I don't know. I don't know, but okay. okay. <laughs> um, in most of his close-ups, Dan Stevens doesn't blink. This mm-hmm. is to emphasize the strange, unsettling aspect of David. And it's true. It is. This movie is so cool because, like, nothing much creepy really happens for a while. Like, nothing scary really happens, but you are a me. I mean, there's some... Moments where it's like that's in your face, so like he's weird, but like bait when he's introduced, he's like being very friendly and like, but it's just there is something about him that you're like, what is this guy's deal? And I think it is that like staring, he just like stares, and yeah, it's beautifully, beautifully so. Um, <laughs> okay, this might this is the text of paragraph on IMDb for this next trivia is like my whole phone, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna read all of it, but it is very funny, okay. Dan Stevens was completely emaciated when he first met with filmmakers Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett because he had lost 30 pounds to star in A Walk Among the Tombstones. They really wanted him for the role, but were worried about his appearance because they wanted a really buff soldier physique for the lead character. Wingard said that Stevens looked like Christian Bale in The Machinist, but they wanted him to look like Christian Bale in Batman Begins. (laughs) Either way, he has to look like Christian Bale. Um... But they gave him the role after Stevens promised that he would work out and bulk up. <laughs> uh, he worked out daily for two hours a day, even during shooting, eventually putting on 25 pounds of muscle. 
two hours a day oh. seems like i mean not, i guess so i guess every I guess day that would be a lot um i guess I that would feel be a like lot. when you're trying to when it's your job i feel like wouldn't you be doing it more wouldn't you be doing <laughs> it more well i guess this is like during shooting too okay, okay. um yeah. i guess that's a lot hey i don't ex- i exercise zero hours a day so i think uh, yeah. it's a lot if you're doing the right things if you have a trainer yeah that's true he's pushing true. you yeah um yeah so and apparently that in some they were he was like training as the as they were shooting the movie so in some scenes he is really buff and in some he looks like skinnier because they shot them out of order and like got got the ones where they needed to really show how buff he was like later on in the process Mm -hmm. um there's one shirtless scene in particular And um, they really wanted, this is a quote, they really wanted to sexually objectify and fetishize Dan Stevens's shirtless body. Mission accomplished. Uh, mission accomplished, man. Mission <laughs> accomplished. Okay, so in that, sorry, in preparation for that scene, Stevens shaved his chest. He shouldn't have had to shave it, probably. It's like, maybe they should wax it. I feel like shaving a chest is crazy. <laughs> Is that crazy? I don't know. Uh, shaved his I don't chest. Know. Wa- waxing. You guys seen forty year old version? Yeah, it wouldn't waxing be good. also it wouldn't hurts feel like good, a motherfucker. But yeah. Anyway, so in preparation for that scene, Stevens shaved his chest and tanned his body so that all his muscle definition could be seen. I swear to God, I, it feels like I wrote this paragraph, but I did it. Somebody else. Did. <laughs> um. Uh, in addition, Wingard said that to deepen the muscle definition even further, trainers had Stevens do a trick where. He did not consume any food or water for a day. And then he drank a diet coke and did a hundred push-ups and a hundred sit-ups. <laughs> so listeners, wow. if you want to really look buff, don't eat for a day, but then drink a diet coke and do a hundred push-ups and a hundred sit-ups. That's a trick. That's a trick for your tool That's belt. That's the trick. That's the trick. I, I it does remind me, I feel like I've talked about this to you guys before. I've I heard of um in the Thor movies, or I guess any mm. of the Avengers, um, Chris uh, Hemsworth. Hemsworth. I was like Prine Pratt Evans. No, Hemsworth um, would like eat a handful of just like gummy bears before any shirtless scene, just to like jack his sugar up so that his veins would pop out, and it's like crazy. It's um, that is all the trivia I have. Thank you for letting me read my um, paragraph that I wrote about Dan Stevens's body. I love it, and I can't wait to freaking see. This I body. can't wait to see it with my own eyes. We're gonna see. You're gonna see this body. Um, so should we watch the freaking trailer? Let's do it. Let's watch it. Can I help you, Mrs. Peterson? Yes. My name is David. Mrs. Peterson, I, uh, I knew your son, Caleb. I was with him when he died. That's me. You know Caleb? Yes, ma'am. We're pretty close. Yes, ma'am. He wanted me to tell you that he loved you. Thanks. He asked me to check on y'all. And so, we're going to be good friends. What happened? I got into a fight with some guys at school. I'll teach him some self-defense when he's feeling up to it. What are you going to do? Nothing bad. Ah! For the damages. 
Never let anyone pick on you. Here, let me keep it. Ms. Peterson, are you sure you're comfortable with me staying here? I think it could be a good thing for us. You know, I promised Caleb I would do anything I could to help your family. But I'm afraid I haven't been fully honest with you. I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't been here. Really, Mrs. Peterson, it's no problem. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. That little side smile he has, it's adorable. It's adorable. And he's like so British too, but his accent is so good in this movie and he seems just so American. He's such a good actor. He's really, a really good actor. He's such a good... The first thing I saw him in was Legion. And oh my God. I only watched he's the so first season because I heard it got worse. He's so fucking good in Legion. Oh he's my really God. Good. He's such a good actor. And I love him. Also, so, okay. you I forgot to mention, you can see this. You can view it on Netflix. At least right now, it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, honestly... I'm going to like put the time signature in the episode notes of when he walks shirtless out of that bathroom <laughs> because you didn't get enough of it. You didn't get enough of it. It is really crazy. And they shoot it like cra- they like it, it. They shoot it like crazy, like how they shoot women's bodies where it's just right. like, it's like, and they hold on it. And like, and it's with Micah Monroe and she's like looking at him and she's clearly like flustered. It's just like, and yeah. he knows it and he like stands and is like holding his towel down. It's like crazy. <laughs> and everyone should watch it. So horny. It's so horny. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so, so horny. horny. It's so horny. Um, I you know what's interesting is that it's even it's called a horror thriller, but that trailer like gives away none of the horror parts of it to me. It's cool. It really, yeah, it really just seems like a thriller, judging by the trailer. So I know, you know what's interesting. I, 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 why would we call it a horror? There's a lot there. I mean, there's a lot of violence, and the end gets like pretty gnarly. But it, I honestly feel like it, it is a thriller, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's on Netflix. Maybe I'll watch it after this. I always say that. You can totally handle it. It's, time- it's, not, it's yeah. not too scary, especially knowing what happened. Like, the first time I watched it, I was scared just because they really make you feel like something bad is going to happen at any moment. But once you know when the bad stuff happens, it's, like, very, very chill to watch. Um, right. But be right. careful. You're gonna get horny. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, thank you for the warning. Uh, yeah, I gotta put a little disclaimer on that for you. Um, I didn't realize it was the makers of your next either, which yes, got to do at some point. Which got to do. Um, the, uh there's some trivia related to your next about like the masks from your next or like seen mm. in the party scene. That's fine. But I haven't seen your next, so I was like, I don't know what that means. Um, yeah. but apparently, if you have, that's fun. That's uh, fun. Also, Adam Wingard just did. Um. The new, the Godzilla versus Kong movie that just mm, came I heard out. that was actually pretty good. It was good. I liked it. I thought it was fun. Uh, I mean, it's exactly what it should be, which is just Godzilla versus Kong. Like we're not really trying. We're not. We're, that's what we're doing, and we're just doing that. And hell yeah! And so it's fun. It's fun. I love it. Um, right. Should we get into this movie? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. 
Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise, plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Okay, so first shot, we just are close up on like uh, army boots running on a dirt road and we like pull back and we see a soldier running. Um, guess got his backpack, he's in his gear, boots running. The guest comes on the screen. Cut to the outside of a house, we see a scarecrow letting us know it's Halloween-ish time. Inside the house, we see the uh, dad and like a teenage son, 14-ish, uh, leave for the day. They say bye to their wife, or the, you know, the dad's wife. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. So, this is a pretty interesting movie. Um, <laughs> they say goodbye to the, the mom and the wife. Um, and as sort of as soon as they leave, she goes a little catatonic. We see her look at uh, a photo um, that's clearly like an in-memoriam photo of a young soldier. Um and then she just sort of sits there pretty listless. It's clear that she's still, you know, really depressed about, um, we're guessing, the death of her son. Mm-hmm. Uh, just then the doorbell rings. She goes to answer the door and we open it and a gorgeous man turns around. <laughs> and Ooh, I love that he's not looking, he's not facing, he's not the, facing door. the door. He turns he around. Turns. We get a nice full mm-hmm. turn. That's fun. Smiles. Miss mm-hmm. Peterson, my name is David. I knew your son, Caleb. We trained together, fought together, 
and came to be good friends. And um, he's already just like so charming and like smiling at her. And so she invites him in. She's like a little thrown, but is like, oh, uh, uh, OK, come in. Um, and he sits down at the table with her. He lets her know he was just discharged. And this is the first place he came. Um, he says, I, you know, I would have come sooner, but I was in a military hospital. Uh, I was discharged from the army due to injury, uh, but you know it's fine. I'm, I'm all, it was just shrapnel on my back. Um, I'm fine, um, and you know I, I would have called to let you know I was coming. I'm sorry, I was a surprise. I don't have a cell phone, and because uh, she, yeah, she asked, she's like, "This is the first uh, place you came," and he's like, "Yeah, I, I would have come sooner." And she says, "Why?" And he's like, "Oh, I would have come sooner, but I, you know, I was in a hospital and." She's like, no, why Why did you come here? Like, you literally right. just showed up here and we're not your family. And he says, I was with Caleb when he died and he asked me to check on y'all. He specifically, and he's like making very direct eye contact with her. It was like, he specifically wanted me to tell each one of you that he loved you and was thinking of you until the end. Um, And mm-hmm. this is a lot for her. She, she excuses herself. We see her go. In the back, like the laundry room, and she's just sobbing. Um, but and and definitely mm-hmm. his presence is like a, a little unnerving. It's a little weird that he's here, but she's not like creeped out by him. She just this is just a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. So she goes and, yeah. and cries. She composes herself. She comes back out. Um, when she comes out, she sees that he's gotten up and he's looking at a photo, a group of a group of soldiers on their mantle, and he points himself out and he's like, "There I am." He's right next to her son in the photo. Um, and uh, he apologizes. He's like, you know, I'm sorry. I I upset you. This is this is all too much. I just, you know, I, I wanted to come by and um and he's like, I, I'm I'm gonna leave. Uh, I'll 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 leave you be. And um, she says, well, no. Why don't Why don't you stay at least a little bit longer? My daughter um works nights, so she's still sleeping. But I know she'd love to meet you. Um, and he's like, oh, okay. If it's not if it's not an inconvenience, sure, I'll, I'll stay a little bit longer. Um. We cut to the the daughter's room. We this is Micah Monroe. We uh, we see her. She's waking up in bed, and she hears like her mom laughing and this guy the noise of people laughing and talking. And so she comes out. She's dressed as um, she's a waitress at a diner. So she's wearing her little waitress outfit. Um, we're in New Mexico, by the way. Okay, I don't know mm. that matters. Um, uh, oh, I don't know. Earlier, she asked you, sorry, the mom asked, like, how did you get here? And he literally, he says, like, oh, I ran in from the bus station. Um, she's like, you ran the whole way. So this, they're kind of isolated. Like, it's clearly not a very big city. There's like, mm-hmm. you know, small town, New Mexico, wherever the bus station is in town is a bit of a distance to run to their house. Um, yeah, the daughter, her name is Anna. She works at, like a small town diner. Um, but so she comes out, mm-hmm. she sees them laughing on the couch I think a little surprised to see her mom like ha- smiling and laughing. And so she's sort of thrown and asks like who this is, gets introduced. Uh, he calls her ma'am when he, he meets her and she sort of laughs and is like, ma'am, like thinks this guy's like a cheesy, weird uh, soldier. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. just it isn't, she's not very friendly to him. She clearly isn't very happy that he's there, but she's like, okay, well, nice to meet you. I got to go to work. Um, so after that, the mom uh, or she asks, like, where where are you staying? And he's like, oh, I'll probably, um, you know, I'll I think I saw a motel six in town. I'll just I'll go back into town and I'll get a room there. And she's like, no, 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 please, please stay with us. Just stay the night. You shouldn't go get a motel. You can stay in Caleb's room. Um, 
And mm-hmm. so he she so weird. she brings him in and clearly no one's really gone in this room for a while. She like turns the lights on and sort of tidies up a little bit and He's pretty quickly like, you know, if this if this is weird, like, I, you know, I, I don't need to stay here. I feel like I'm really putting you out. And she's like, no, I, I like, you know, this room isn't being used. And I feel like it would I feel like it would do us some good. Like, I, I'm, I'm happy you're here. I'd like for you to stay. So he's like, OK, if you're sure. Um, and so she leaves. He sits down on the bed uh, looking out the window and just sits still, stares unblinkingly. Just like a Ugh. little statue. Like the second he's alone, he's just like, Ooh, creepy. Whoa. And it's just so unsettling and you don't know why. And they never cut to like what he's looking at. He, it's just like, it doesn't even matter. He just like the second he's not interacting with a person, he's just like. Shuts yeah. off. Shuts just off. Like, I don't know why I said it shuts like off, that. Shuts, 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 shuts out. Shuts off. Shuts off. Shuts off. Shuts off. We cut to. Uh, the high school where the brother Luke is walking down the hall and, uh, a, you know, immediately gets bullied. A kid pushes him into a locker. Um, it's like a group of football player, like three football players and their, you know, girlfriends or po- popular kids. And they shove him into the locker. One of the kids calls him a pussy. Um, he's not very well liked and he got his face like the side of his face shoved in the locker clearly it's the end of the day so he's like walking out to be picked up um and so he walks outside where his mom picks him up in the car and he like pulls his hoodie over his face to hide you know that he just got hit uh Mm. and sort of like sulks into the car and she's just you know i think still very depressed over her other son dying and you get the impression she's just not super attentive she's just like how was your day and he says fine she goes great doesn't she doesn't notice that like he's clearly dealing with some shit um at dinner that night we see david and luke the brother they're sitting at the table together just the two of them and david's doing a thing again of you know i i knew your brother and um he he wanted me to tell you that he loved you and Luke's just like, thanks. Like a little, a little weirded out, but also just an awkward 14 year old and is sort of like, uh, okay. And then mm-hmm. down the hall, we see the mom and dad um, are arguing. Uh, the dad has come home from work and he's clearly uncomfortable with this guy being in their house. He's like, uh, she says, you know, he's, he's in that picture with Caleb. Like I saw, I, he, he knew Caleb. I, I know that. Um, and the dad's like, you know, what, we don't know this guy. The soldiers come back different like what if he has ptsd like we don't know what this guy's deal is and she takes that very um she gets very offended and is like well what if caleb came back different like they and we can sort of hear them fighting in the distance back at the table and david says to luke like oh your mom and dad are, are they're fighting about me being here and um and luke's like yeah they they fight a lot these days like since caleb died um and David sees that he's got some redness on his cheek from where he shoved in the locker, and he says, you look like you got hit. And Luke goes, yeah, yeah I, uh, I got hit by a football. Um, and David just looks at him and goes, that can happen. <laughs> Clearly doesn't buy it, but just takes his story. Mm-hmm. We see outside, Anna is uh, hanging out with her boyfriend, Zeke, um, and she said, you know, he's Smoking weed, tries to offer her some. She's like, no, I can't. I have to go home. He just, like, seems kind of kind of shitty, just, like, kind of a shitty guy. But mm-hmm. uh, 
not really paying a ton of attention to her. She like she says she's upset that that guy is that David is in their house because she's like, my parents, you know, don't need a living, breathing reminder of Caleb. Like, I just it's hard enough as it is. I just sort of wish this guy like it's nothing against him personally. But she's like, I just sort of wish he weren't here. Mm-hmm. And the boyfriend is clearly just like, oh, yeah, like not really listening to her. But um, right. she goes home and we see David is sitting on the the. The floor is all hanging out in the living room. Um, David's sitting on the floor with Luke while Luke's doing his homework. And he's like, you know, they're sort of bonding. Luke's like explaining to him what his homework is. Dad comes out. He offers David a beer. David doesn't take it. Um, and or no, David finally does take it. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll have I'll have a beer. And Anna is like, I'll, t- I'll take one, too. And the dad's like, uh, you can have one in a month when you turn 21. And like they just got this like, you know. A casual family dynamic. We're getting a sense of everyone's vibe. Mm-hmm. Anna is like so moody. I, like I don't know if we've seen her bedroom yet, but it's like it's just like a Halloween store, like spooky spider web, black, <laughs> like shiny purple <laughs> curtain situation. Like it's like I don't know anyone who lives like this, but um, <laughs> she's like she's kind of she's got one half of her hair like braided real tight. She's like edgy, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her boyfriend smokes mm-hmm. weed. She wants to drink beer. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so later that night we sort of pan up and David and the dad are sitting on the couch watching football together and we see like s- six empty beer bottles on the table so they've st- they've started bonding the dad has seemingly changed his mind about David he's like drunk David doesn't seem drunk at all but he but those like six empty bottles are like in front of David those are like just his and the dad has had a bunch of beers and they're talking and the dad's like uh complaining to david now that he you know someone just got promoted over him he should have been manager but this other guy got promoted and like you know it's fine but i know that like anna worries it i'm never you know we're never gonna make enough money and i know she worries about me and then uh then he, he's like you want to get another you want another beer i'll get another beer and david's like well, sure. And he's like, man, God, you could, God, you could put your liquor away. I'm, I'm tired. Are you tired? And walking out the room and David just goes, no, I don't need much sleep. Oh, boy. And he looks at his watch, just looks out the window. <laughs> and it's like, no, nobody is again. noticing that this man is like, what is up with him? It's just, it's like just unsettling. Nothing has happened. You're just like, what is his deal? The next day, Luke walks out um, from school to get in the car to be picked up, and uh, David is driving. Um, and Luke's like, oh, what are, you, what are you doing here? And he said, oh, I, I told your mom I could pick you up from school today. And they're sitting in the carpool line, and he asks, David asks Luke if he has any friends. And Luke is like, well, yeah, I have, I, yeah, I have friends. So and many like, friends. I'm just, yeah, what are you talking about? Of course I have friends. You know, none who... Go to the school, you know. I don't want to be, I don't want your friends to go here. Um, and then David asks Luke. He's like, point out, point out the guys that that did that to your face. And uh, Luke sort of hesitates a minute, and then is like, "All right, fine, yeah." And he points to the group of footballers, footballers, oh, footballers. Um, who are getting in their little pickup truck at the end of the day. They, I mean, they're cool. They're roughhousing there. They feel they're throwing the football back and forth. They're going mm-hmm. to get in their pickup truck at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Luke says, like, why? Well, like, why do you want to know? What, do you, what are you going to do to them? And he goes, nothing bad. And then the kids start driving off in their truck. And then David in the car starts following them. And 
uh, Luke's like, boo, what are you doing? He's like, mm, I don't know. They're just, just going to follow him. Just gonna see where they go. Sees that they're going to a bar, like a sort of off, off the side of the road, shitty little dive bar. A high school and bar. A high school bar, yeah. Uh, so where they accept like sixteen-year-olds. Yeah. So Luke says, like, or David says, like they're going to a bar, and Luke's like, yeah, this place will serve you underage if you're on the football team. It's like a very small town dynamic. Clearly, the football players mm-hmm. are like, you know, fucking cool, and who cares? They can do whatever they want. Um. So D- David pulls in the parking lot. They the guys, the cool kids, go into the bar, and David goes to Luke and goes, you want a drink? And Luke's like, what? No, no, what? No, of course. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go get a drink. Let me know if you change your mind. And he parks car, he gets out, and he walks into the bar. So Luke, if you know, in like 10 seconds, is like, okay, I'll go. And he walks in. The football players clock him, and all they're all like in a booth with their girlfriends. They like see him, and they all start laughing. They're like, what the fuck? Like, why is he here? And he sits at a table with David. Very Luke is clearly like so nervous to be there. He's like, "These are my fucking bullies," and also we're at a bar. Like, what is it? Who is this guy? What's happening? So, uh, bartender walks over to them and uh, pretty quickly laughs and like looks at Luke and is like, "I'm gonna need to see some ID." And David goes, "Do you ID all of them?" And the bartender's like, "What do you want?" <laughs> so he uh, David says, "Do you know how to make a fireball?" And he says, uh, yeah, cinnamon, cinnamon schnapps and Tabasco. He was like, yep, I'll have one of those. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Is it supposed that's to be David's like, drink. is it supposed to be like a very macho drink? Because that sounds like horrifying. just gross, like not just gross, horrifying, not of not the drink of choice of anyone normal. But I guess he needs, he, you know, he needs it for fuel for what's going to come next. Maybe. Um, so he, and he's like, and I'll get, you know, I'll get a, a Coca-Cola for my friend right here. And then he looks over at the booth of, um, the high schoolers and he goes, and you know what? So stupid that it's called. He's like, you know, I'm going to get, let me get a blowjob shot for all the girls at that table. <laughs> and, um. What's a blowjob shot? Know, but he keeps, but he learning, literally says blowjob so shot like eight times. It and he has, has like a like southern, so he's like a blowjob shot. Yeah, it's. Ew, whipped cream. So he's like, let me get a blowjob shot for all the ladies at that table. Yeah, it's like, a, like, it's like a lady drink. It's a whipped cream. Because it's called a blowjob, too. <laughs> I love blowjobs. <laughs> um, so then the, the bartender's like, uh, will you want to order something for the guys, too? And he's like, no. The bartender says, well, you know, it's kind of rude to not get something for them. And he goes, okay, fine. I'm going to get a cosmopolitan for all of the guys. <laughs> and the bartender's like, I was thinking more a beer. Nope. Cosmopolitan. <laughs> the bartender's like, to it's like so yeah, funny. funny. getting mad about it, too. I feel like if anybody bought me any drink, I'd be like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, but so the bartender's like, okay. Uh, so he goes behind the bar, comes back. Oh, and David like throws two hundred dollar bills down on the table and it's like that should cover it so he's just like pulling cash out like it's nothing and mm-hmm. uh luke goes like are you rich or something <laughs> he's like money's easy to come by it's like uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> i don't know man okay um, no okay. So the bartender comes back <laughs> uh yeah i don't i disagree uh the bartender comes back and gives him his it just looks like a cup of hot sauce <laughs> to david Ooh. and k- brings the Cosmos and blowjob shots over to the high schoolers, and they're all like, "What's this? Who, who gave us this?" And he like points over to David, and David waves at them. 
<laughs> so the high school guys come over and one of the like sort of lead guy comes over with his Cosmo and he's like, hey, I don't want this. And David's like, well, I ordered it for you. Do, do whatever you want. He's like, oh, okay. And throws the drink in David's face. He's not, not smart. so offended that a, a, a me, a man, a man drinking a Cosmo. <laughs> it's such an insult. So he throws the drink in David's face. And David just sits there. Wipes the drink off of his face, very calmly opens his eyes, then picks up his drink, throws it in his face, which is oh, nice. Tabasco in his mm. drink. So he starts like freaking out and he's like getting in his eyes. And then David just starts beating the shit out of all of them in a way that is like <laughs> he is like lightning fast. He's like a fucking robot. He just like grabs a pool cue, knocks it over somebody's head, grabs a guy, stomps on his ankle, breaks his ankle, grabs a bottle, smashes another kid. Like, he just is, like, taking them out in the fray. One of them punches Luke in the face, so then he gets a bloody nose, but David immediately, like, gets him, beats him up. He's, like, breaking chairs. It's just, it's fucking chaos for, like, 30 seconds. And it is violent. Like, it is gnarly. He is just, like, these children, just destroying them. Yeah. There's four of them. The girls all scream and run out. Honestly, I love a good I love a good bully revenge oh, it's great. scenario mm-hmm. anytime. Anytime. Um, I'll take it and and in any movie at any moment of any and day. And it's like you can't go too far. Like the end of Let the Right or yeah, Let Let the Right One In. Yeah. It's like the most uh incongruous revenge and it still rules. It still rules. Hey, the proper punishment for being a bully is death. Anything. <laughs> it is anything. You say one mean thing and you can be killed. <laughs> yeah. Um, those are the rules as far as we're concerned. Mm-hmm. Although I mean and let the right one in that bully was That's fucked true. Up. That's fucked true. up. That was like so because it, it went beyond physical violence. It was like emotionally yeah, was manipulative. Uh, and I mean, all bullying yeah. is bullying is bad. This is bad. They and they deserve it. <laughs> so, but he doesn't kill them. He just kicks the shit out of them. Yeah. Um, the ankle break is really the mm-hmm. worst way. He like yeah. stands Ugh. on. It's nasty. Oof. But so, the, the, so the fighting sort of stops. All four of the football players are all laying on the ground, like oh, like out, just like fuck, like fucked up. And the bartender's like standing. Everyone's like sort of. And like holding panel, like, oh, is it over? The partner's like holding a baseball bat or something and staring at him. And David goes, uh, tells the partner, he's like, call the cops and, and tell him. And, oh, he, I tell, there's like two patrons at the bar and he's like, get out of here. And then he says to the bartender, call the cops and, and tell him what happened. These underage kids asked to be served. You told him no and, and things got hostile. You don't know who threw the first punch, but they, they got into a fight and, uh, and, you know, and that's what happened. Uh, and he throws down another couple hundred dollars on the bar, and he's like, for the damages. And then he and Luke walk out. Damn. Okay. Uh, that night, uh, Anna, we get back to the house, and, uh, Luke has a bloody nose, but he, like, goes right into his room, and the mom's like, oh my god, what happened? And David's like, oh, he, you know, got into a little fight at school, it's all, it's fine, you know, I'm gonna, I'll teach him some self-defense, he's, he's gonna be just fine. And she's like, oh. Thank goodness you were there, David. Oh, I'm so happy he he has you. And then uh, she like pulls Anna aside in the kitchen and is like, "Invite invite him to your party tonight. Invite him to your party." She has a party that night. And she's like, "I don't I don't fucking want this weird soldier to come to the party with me." She's like, "You have to be the nice thing to do. He hasn't doesn't have any friends. Invite him to the party." <laughs> so she's like very begrudging. She turns around. She's like, "Do you want to come to a party tonight?" And he's like, "Well, sure. Thank you so much for inviting me." <laughs> Just like doesn't care that she doesn't want him there. <laughs> so. 
uh, later on, getting ready for the party, Anna start, there's, uh, starts knocking on the bathroom door. Someone's in the shower. And she's like, Luke, I need to get ready for the party. Luke, like, Luke, get out. Come on. Get out. And she's like knocking, really fr- irritated with her brother for hogging the bathroom. Except it's not her brother. <laughs> he opens the door. And it is a shirtless Dan Stevens. After oh a day of fasting and a quick Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks out really slowly. He's like holding the towel around his waist, but like low. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, sorry about that. I, you could have a bathroom now. And like walks over to his room, like making eye contact with her like the whole time. Just like knows he's very hot and she's very flustered. And she's like, mm. Mm, it was fine. Uh, yeah, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> and he walks into his room, and she walks into the bathroom, and we stay on her for a moment. Where she's just like, "Okay, like that." Okay, oh boy, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah. So he's she's coming around on him now too because he's because he's so, hot, so hot. <laughs> it's all that's took. all it took. So that night they show up at the party. It's a, it's a big house party of her friend Kristen. Um. She tells David, she's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to meet up with my boyfriend and you do whatever the fuck you want. And he's like, oh, I didn't know you had a boyfriend. And she says, yeah, my parents don't either. And I'd like to keep it that way. And he's like, I'm not going to write you out. Like, whatever. Like, I'm just here to hang out. It's all good. Um, So they come in and immediately the friend sees the friend opens the door and sees him at the door and is like, oh, like he's so, I'm telling you, he's so hot that everyone's just like, um, hello. They're like flustered. Um, and so, you know, I Anna get walks flustered in. when I see hot people all the time. Oh my God. We all, it's the most relatable thing in the world. I remember uh, a hot stranger, yeah. a hot stranger. I remember at uh, like the beginning of COVID going to Trader Joe's for the first time, there was a hot Trader Joe's employee that was in a mask. So all I could see was the top of his face. And I was like, so flustered. I was like, this guy's top of his face is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I can't see the rest. Oh my God. I wouldn't be able to handle it. <laughs> Um, hot people are great. I love to look at hot people. I love to look at them. I love to look at them, especially from a safe distance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so, yeah. So Anna walks into the party and the friend's like, oh, we, you know, um, come grab a drink. We're, we're, the kegs are on the lawn. We're like waiting for someone to to bring them in. He's like, oh, where are they? I'll go get him. So she's like, oh, okay. Thank you. (laughs) Um, so we cut to the inside of the party. They're all sitting in like a room, sitting around some friends like on the couch hanging out and david walks in with one keg over his shoulder and holding the other keg and it's just like where do you want these and everyone everyone oh in the party is like <gasps> like who is this guy like what a fucking entrance he's holding up two kegs like nothing um so he's made quite an entrance puts the keg down uh, this guy named craig at the party uh is, is smoking a joint he like offers it to david David takes it um, and then passes it to Anna. She takes it. When Then in the kitchen, David is talking to Kristen, the girl whose party it is. She is clearly very into him and flirting. Just then her ex-boyfriend comes in and walks right up to her. And she's like, oh, she's David. Like, oh, it's my ex. And the ex comes in. And he's like, hey, what? You don't answer my calls. And then a week later, you're having a party. Like, excuse me. And like tries to grab her to like bring her to come talk to him. And David grabs him, slams his head against the wall, and and then he says to him and his friend, he's like, get out of here. Take your friend out of here. And they're like, oh, okay. And then Kristen goes, so did you, like, want to see the rest of the house? Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh and my God. then they 
start to have sex. They're up in her room. Wow. And she's, I know, I immediately, and I, and this whole time, I'm like, you go, girl. Good for <laughs> you. Um, she, is, they're making out. She's on top of him, and she sort of stops and goes, like, are, are you okay? Like, it seems like you're not really into this. And he goes, oh, I am. And, like, flips her and it gets on top of her and then starts making out with her like super hard it's like a switch flips and he's like oh, he's like oh no I, I could be into this i was gonna and, like, say just he's like, like doing an act like he's like oh yeah. right i gotta step it up right i'm gonna have, Put on I'm a show. Gonna have sex with you um and so then they come back down to the party um you know clearly having just had sex her hair is like down now and they sort of walk out and Craig sort of jokingly is like oh uh, so you guys are you sort of left for a while you're sort of having your own party <laughs> And then sits down across from David and Craig's like, hey, I just want you to know, like, we all we support you. We all we all support what you're doing. And David's like, support me. How? He's like, oh, you know, I just I mean, like, you know, the troops, I, I can't imagine. It's, this is just really starts to get like flustered and tongue tied because David's getting really intense. And he's like, would you support us by enlisting? He's <laughs> like, oh, oh, I, I, oh. I, I, I would. But, I, you know, oh, God, I have asthma. You, you guys wouldn't want me out there. I, I and David is like. I'm fucking with you. And it's like, oh, oh, my God. And they're all like, ah, ha, ha, ha. David's so funny. Um, <laughs> just a joke. <laughs> Kristen gets up to go into the other room. And David says to Craig, Craig is, I guess, seems like he is sort of like the leader of this group. Like, I, he's a drug dealer um, and is maybe like the sort of, I don't know, head guy. You, you get the vibe that Craig's got connections, I guess, because then David mm-hmm. says to him when the two of them are alone, he's like, Hey, could you uh, could you get me a gun? Oh, and Craig's like, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I have connections. You 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 want a gun? And he's like, yeah, yeah. If you if you got a guy, and he's like, yeah, yeah, soldiers love their guns. All right, like doesn't really think anything of it. And so he's like, here, uh, Craig's like, can I, can I get your number? I'll I'll get, have my guy call you. And uh, David pulls out a cell phone and is like, yeah, I'm using a burner phone right now. I don't I don't have a cell phone. And gives him a cell phone to put his number in. Um, but earlier, he had told the mom that he didn't have a phone. Mm-hmm. He has a phone. Oh, so we're, we're sneaky, like, hmm, sneaky. hmm, also a burner. Hmm. Okay. hmm. And he wants, and also I'm sure in New Mexico, you can just go into a Walmart to get a gun. Yeah, I so. think you can just, but, uh, but he needs to, yeah, do it more but he right. covertly. Clint, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Craig's kind of like a sketchy guy and it seems like he doesn't really, you know, he's, he has a doesn't gun connection. Twice. He doesn't fucking care. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll hook you up with my gun guy. Like, what do I care? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as this is happening, as Craig is getting his number, David like sort of looks down the hallway and he sees Anna and her boyfriend in a fight. And so he sort of like clocks it and stares at that happening. Anna comes out and she asks David, she's like, can we leave? He's like, okay. Uh, he is driving her home. And has and Anna like, so. seen that she, he had sex with Kristen? Did she kind of no. pick up on that? Okay. No, Anna did not see that happen. She was uh, in another another part of the party when that happened. Okay. Um, but I mean, she, I think she saw them like flirt. She knows that everyone's yeah. into him because he's so hot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she did not. She did not see that happen. Mm-hmm. So he's driving her home. Uh, she uh, he asks about the fight with her boyfriend and. She's like a little bit reluctant to talk about it, but then she's like, I mean, if it's like at first it was cool that he was in a band, but you know, now it's like he doesn't make any money. And then, you know, just like immediately the floodgates open and she just starts like bitching about her boyfriend. Um, 
And he's like, David's like, well, he's a drug dealer. And she's like, I, I mean, he, yeah, okay, he sells some drugs to people like on the side, just makes money. Like, he's not a drug dealer. And David says, well, he's a fool. If I had a girl like you back home, I wouldn't have enlisted in the first place. And, and she's like, oh, like, she's like, oh my God, he likes me. And he tells her that there's a song playing in the car. And he's like, I, I like this. I like this song. And she's like, oh, it's, uh, he's like, who is this? She's like, oh, it's just, um, just a mix I made. I could, uh, I, could, I, mean, I could make you a mix if you want me to make you. Ooh, she's going to make, make you a mix. mix if you want me to. And he's like, oh, would this song be on it? Yeah, I would, I would love that. So she's like, okay. I'm fully crushing on him. Mm-hmm. They go back home and they, you know, walk down the hall. They each go into their, se- there's, the air is thick as they each go into their separate rooms and <laughs> say goodnight. And she goes in her room. We see her write on a blank CD for David, put it in. She's already starting to burn that CD, baby. She's hooked. Mm-hmm. She is horny. And she's horny. <laughs> and we get it. Uh, then, meanwhile, in David's room, or, you know, Caleb's room that David's in, we see that he is. Sitting up like a statue no, on the staring. bed, staring out at who knows what. Oh, God. Early the next morning, Anna gets up and comes out of her room. Everyone's still asleep. She's like going into the kitchen to get a glass of water when she hears outside David on a phone call. And, and he sounds angry. And it's like the parts she's picking up, she hears him say something about fingers, fingertips and teeth. <laughs> and like shouting at somebody. And it's and she's like weirded out and she's like sort of hides and and listens to what she can. And uh, and it's like, that's weird. And and sort of like sneaks back away into her in her bedroom. David hangs up and he like turns around as he's outside, like in the window outside the kitchen, turns around, but doesn't see her. But is like, "Hmm, Mm -hmm. somebody hear me. Um. So she goes back to her room and plays her music really loud and then decides she's going to call the army um, to ask for information about David. Because there's like a, a, mm. a line you can call. And she calls and says, hi, you know, um, my name is Anna Peterson. My brother was Caleb Peterson. And I, I'm trying to find out about a guy uh, who served with my brother. His name is David Collins. Uh, just I just want to he was friends with my brother. So I just want to know, you know, where he is and how he's doing, if anyone could. Um, Give me information. That'd be great. And the woman who's answering is like, yeah, of course. Well, um, I'll look into it. We'll call you back. Just great. And we see on at the headquarters, the soldier pulling up, look, searching David Collins. And just a alert comes up on the screen that says, call KPG headquarters immediately. Like by just searching his name, they're like, you better call us. Uh-uh. Cut to KPG headquarters, which it seems very like um, it. it's a very... Like military office vibe, like mm-hmm. fancy boardroom, but like military mm-hmm, mm-hmm. feeling. Sort of I don't secret, know how to describe it. We've, we've like seen this, yeah. Um, and so a guy's taking a cell phone call and he's like, David, tell him David Collins is dead. David Collins is dead. Uh, and like hangs up and walks into a, a meeting and it's like, I'm sorry, sir, I, I, I need I need you for a moment. And he's like, okay, this is Lance Reddick, who mm-hmm. I never got his character name in the movie. What is it? Hold on, I have it up his name character name i just kept writing leader guy in my notes the entire time (laughs) leader guy his major carver is his name major carver okay Okay. so yeah major carver comes out and and, uh the other uh, guy tells him like uh someone called asking about david collins and he's like who called 
Where are they? Um, get me a flight out there immediately, and I'm going to need shooters. <laughs> so we're like, oh boy. okay, not good. Oh so he books, he's like booking the next flight out. Meanwhile, we see David driving out. Uh, he It's out in like the true middle of nowhere desert meeting Craig and uh, another guy with his, his gun guy. And David walks up and he's like, hey, this is the guy. Great. Um, the gun guy asks immediately, he's like, you know, I'm sorry. Do you have do you have the money? I got to make sure you're good for it. And David like opens an envelope that's just like a stack of hundred dollar bills. And he's like, "Is this good?" And the guy's like, "Yep, let me show you my guns." <laughs> opens the trunk of his car. <laughs> Did you guys see Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon? Yeah. Yes, not but for not long. for so this long. This gun guy is the like her gay friend who who she outs. Oh yeah, that's such a fucked up part of the movie. She yeah, outs her gay friend. I, don't remember I love it Sweet Home Alabama, though. Oh, that talk about a movie I've seen a thousand times as a kid. I used to watch it over and over. Um, anyway, it's that guy. Okay. Um, but so he opens up his trunk and shows him all of his. He like has them all laid out, all his different handguns. Um, and he's like explaining them and showing him which guns. David like picks one up and just like very quickly takes it all apart, puts it all back together. Like, he's like, knows how to use a gun. Uh-huh. Like, and they're all, Craig and the gun guy are just sort of watching him like, oh, all right. Oh boy. <laughs> and David's like, great. I'll take them all. And he's like, all the guns? And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take them all off your hands. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna need all of these. And the guy's like, okay. Hey man, cool. If you want, <laughs> if you got the money, you want to take them all off my hands? And he goes, no, no. I'm going to kill you. And uh, and he's still holding that one gun that he had. And Craig's like, David, what the fuck? I mean, like, th- what the fuck is wrong with you? And David just holds a gun up, shoots him point blank, kills the gun guy. Oh, my God. And Craig starts freaking out. Oh, and he turns the gun to Craig and goes, and Craig's like, no, 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 no. And he goes to shoot him. But there was only one bullet in the chamber. So he, like, opens it and is like... Fuck. And and so Craig just starts running. So David like puts that gun down and he gets another bullet and he's like taking his sweet, sweet time just putting another thing together. Craig has booked it down the road. David turns around and at quite a far range shoots him point blank, kills him. Oh my God. Oh boy. Wow. Meanwhile. Oh, and he also so he, then he looks in the trunk. There's a machine gun in there and two grenades in addition to all the handguns. So we don't love that now David yeah, has all good, these guns. Good, 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 good. Yeah, he has too many. We have too many guns and not good intentions, not good I don't intentions. think. Um, meanwhile, Anna gets a call back from the army. Should we see her take the call? But we don't hear what they say to her, but she's clearly thrown by it. So she walks out of her room to and is like calling her mom to try to tell her what she found out. Uh, but just as she's about to say whatever they told her on the phone. Her dad comes home from work and he's like, he like immediately walks in and is like, I need a drink and like walks into the kitchen and it sort of distracts both of them. And so they follow him into the kitchen and he's pouring himself a huge whiskey and he's like clearly very shaken. And he's like, um, my manager, uh, they found him and his girlfriend dead this morning. It looks like they killed themselves with prescription drugs. And he's like, and he's like, it just doesn't make sense. Like he, you know, he, he wasn't, he didn't seem suicidal. But the, the cops looking into it. I mean, they found a note. They, they don't, they don't really know what, what the deal is. But here's the kicker: 
I got promoted to his position and I got a huge salary increase. Oh, boy. And so they're okay. like, oh, OK. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> like and he's not happy. He's like, just goes to show, like, careful what you wish for. Um, yeah. And meanwhile, this is sort of dawning on Anna, like, huh, <laughs> that's weird. And then Anna gets another call on her cell phone. And it's her boyfriend, Zeke, calling her from the car. He's driving and he's like, hey, Craig was just found shot dead. So she's hearing that. She's just heard the story from her dad. She's like, okay, what the f- Like, Craig, like our friend is really sad. He's, the, the meanwhile, the boyfriend, as he's talking to her, starts getting pulled over. And he's like, fuck up. I gotta go. Uh, I'll, I'll call you back in a minute. Hangs up. Oh, no. Anna then goes to visit her friend Kristen at the diner. They both work at the diner. This is the friend that had the party. Uh, they hug. They're sad. They're like, what? I'm so sad about Craig. She's like, who would have, like, who would have done, who, like, who would want to hurt Craig? And so Anna tells Kristen what she learned from the army, which is she's like, hey, I just heard from the army that David Collins died last week. They think David Collins died last week in a fire at a military hospital. And Kristen's like, well, he has, he was like using a cell phone. Why don't you check his call log and see if you can see who he's been calling? Maybe that'll help uh, you understand like who he, they're both, they're both like a little shaken by this and they're like, oh, that's like weird. Like, maybe, let's, like, why don't you check his call log and see if you can figure out maybe who he's been talking to. Yeah. She's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll tell you what I find out. That night, we see that David and Luke are carving pumpkins. It's right around Halloween time. Mm-hmm. There, Luke is, or David's like using one of their knives. And he's like, oh, your family's knives suck. And he takes a knife out of his pocket and goes like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. it's like one of those ones where like, he like flicks it all around and yeah. like pulls it out and then like stabs a pumpkin. It's like, like the trailer is very funny. great with knives. And Luke is like, you carry that with you everywhere. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, just, you know. No reason, just just because. And but Luke is like so enamored with David at this point. I mean, he beat up all his bullies. He's like this cool older guy that he gets to hang out with, like a brother figure. He lost his brother. We see that like Luke and David have fully bonded, and he is like on board with David. And he thinks it's cool that he has this crazy knife. Yeah, or at least Luke has bonded with David. I don't think David yeah. can bond with anybody. I don't know that David can bond. <laughs> yeah. But I do think David is aware yeah. of the feelings yes, he's getting yes. from him. Yeah. So then they go inside and and <laughs> David tells Luke, he goes, hey, Luke, don't let, kid, don't let kids pick on you, okay? The next time somebody says something to you, you go to their house, you burn the house down with their families inside. <laughs> oh my and Luke's God. like, okay. And then David's like, here, take, take my knife. This, you can have this now. And he's like, are you serious? Oh, my God. Just keeps his knife and is like, I forgot about the thing you just said about burning their families down in their homes while they sleep. Thanks for the knife. You're so cool. (laughs) Anna comes home and uh, while they're sort of talking and bonding, she slips David's phone off the counter, goes into her room, opens it up and starts taking pictures of his call log with her phone. And just as she's doing that, it starts ringing. She's like, fuck, shit. And like, uh, like sneaks back and like manages to like stash it back in his room slips out shuts the door behind her and goes into her room and just while david like comes into the room sees the phone is clearly like registering it's not quite where he left it we see him like look towards Mm -hmm. anna's door but then go back into his room and shut the door and not do anything Mm -hmm. just then her phone rings and it scares her as a jump scare and it's her boyfriend 
calling her from his one phone call from prison, <sighs> saying yeah. that the gun that was used to kill Craig was found in his van. Oh, it had oh, been shit. wiped clean, so there were no prints. But then they searched his apartment and they found some drugs. And so he's like, it seems like I'm going to be here for a while. Oh, boy. Hangs up. Uh-oh. She comes out into the kitchen where David and uh, David is cutting vegetables for dinner. The mom and dad are in the kitchen all hanging out. She comes out crying and her parents are like, Anna, what's going on? She's like, my friend Craig was killed today and they just arrested Zeke for it. And her dad's like, well, honey, you know, that ex-boyfriend of yours was a low life. And if they arrested him, I'm sure they had a reason. And I'm sorry about your friend, but, I'm, you know, I'm glad you're not associated with that guy anymore. And she's like, Dad, Zeke wasn't isn't my ex-boyfriend. He's my boyfriend. I never stopped dating him. And the dad gets really mad. And he's like, you, you know, She's like, I'm 20. I can take over one. He's like, not when you're living here. And he's a drug dealer. And he just got arrested for murder. And I'm sure he did it. And like, I'm sorry you're upset, but good riddance on him. And she call- she's like, who the fuck is this guy? She's like, calls out David. And she's like, he was supposed to have died a week ago. The army called me. David Collins is dead. He doesn't have any ID. Like, who the fuck is this guy? And David is like holding this huge kitchen knife as he's doing this. But he's like, you know. I should have been honest with you. I was in special forces. They have to have a cover story. You know, they, they can't just tell civilians my identity. And no, you're right. I, I don't have ID, but I, I, you know, I do have my dog tags. Like pulls him out. He's like, ah. you know, if you want me to go find a way to get identification, I, you know, I, I'm sorry. And the dad of me was like, no, David, oh, David, I'm so sorry. No, it's completely fine. Our, uh, of our course. daughter's I'm just so, being a crazy bitch. I'm so sorry about this. Um, And, you know, he's like, you know, I really I should have been more honest. I'm so I, you know, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, no, David, you you did what you had to do. You're, it's fine. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, Anna, you, ap- apologize to him. And she just looks at her dad and she's like, fuck you. And goes into her room <laughs> and they're like, oh, 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 god, oh, so, so, oh, no, oh, god. <laughs> um, and they apologize to David. Anna goes into her fucking spooky spider bedroom. Slams the door, sits in her bed, and there's a knock at the door. And it's David, and he opens the door, and he walks in and shuts the door behind him. And he's like, sorry about Craig. He seemed like a really cool guy. And, uh, you know, I can see that that this, me being here isn't, isn't good for you. So, so don't worry. I'll, I'm going to be, I'm going to be leaving soon, and I'll be out of your hair. And then you don't have to worry about anything anymore. Okay? And she just stares at him and he goes, Okay. God. <laughs> She's like, Okay. And it's like very threatening. He's again not saying anything bad, but he's just like, We're cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll kill you otherwise. And so then he goes to walk out of the room. And as he's walking out right by the door, he sees a CD labeled for David. And he picks it up between his and he's like, oh, is this my mix? Did you make me a mix? <laughs> and he's like, oh, can I have it? And she's like, mm-hmm. He's like, that's really nice. Thank you so much. I can't wait to listen to it. That's really nice. And walks out. Uh, meanwhile, we see uh, Lance Reddick, uh, Major Carver, or as I've written, leader guy, uh, getting <laughs> leader into guy. an unmarked black 
van and he's telling his assistant or whoever that guy was before he's like get anyone you can SWAT police KGB I don't <laughs> care get whoever you can to come and meet me here like we need we're gonna need all the backup we can get it's so funny do you think that there's anybody in the world that is like that where it's like you're such no. a disproportionate danger no. to anybody else like no probably there might be like three people in the world (laughs) (laughs) but it is really funny how in any sort of like action movie or it's like they're in every action movie well it's it's honestly it's the thing i fucking love about john wick yeah no you know i love john wick that everyone's like john wick not john wick (laughs) like the whole universe is like oh no no oh no john wick (laughs) Um, and it's my favorite fucking thing that doesn't matter who you are in that world it's like Oh, no. Um, But it is one of those situations. I love it, too, because it's just like, I think because it's so not realistic to have one person just be so much stronger and more better and smarter than anybody else. Yeah, but it rules. We we love to see it. it. we love to see it. It's it is always really satisfying. Really is. It's always fun. It always is. To yeah, be like, oh, hell yeah. It's about to go down. <laughs> Because it's they always structure it too, where it's like the bad guys think they know what's up, and then they do something really bad, but they don't know. They don't know that John Wick is about to fucking <laughs> kill it a week. or it's like or Jason Bourne or mm-hmm. whoever or Ethan Hunt, the Equalizer. Mm-hmm. You can't. They you can't find him. You can't find him. This is more. This feels can't more similar him. to a Jason Bourne situation, right? And, and we'll get there. Yeah. Right. Um. But. Meanwhile, we see um, Anna. Anna's driving David to school and she's telling him, she's like, I found in David's call log. Driving Luke, wait, Luke to school. You mean oh, Luke. yeah. What did I say? David. Who cares? She's driving Luke to school. David to school. And she's like, hey, I found in David's call log that he's been calling this former plastic surgeon in Miami. Like he, this plastic surgeon who got his license uh, removed because uh, he did like a facelift on someone and he wasn't supposed to. And so he's like this former plastic surgeon. Not great news. Uh-oh. And she tells Luke, she's like, I, I, I need you to like look up this plastic surgeon and like help me figure out what this, what the deal, like do any research you can. And Luke's like, do you think that David killed your friend Craig? And she's like, yeah, I do. And, and like, please help me with this. So David's in, back at school. He opens up his laptop. He's sitting in class before the bell rings. Luke. And he, we see him. Right. Sorry. Fucking it's okay. Yes, Luke. <laughs> Um, thank you so much. Um, it's just know, funny to imagine David's like, in school. Back school now. Um, no, so Luke is in school and he opens up his laptop and we see him pull up the, uh, that plastic surgeon. We see articles about him like losing his license. Mm-hmm. One of the bullies that David, the real David, mm-hmm. beat up at the bar is looking over his shoulder and is like, Oh, you're looking up plastic surgeon? Like, what's, oh, what's your problem? And Luke turns around, punches him in the face. Nice. That bully then is like, oh, fuck you, and like hits him. Then Luke picks, they get into a fight. Luke picks up a yardstick and breaks it over the kid's face, and it like hits him in the jaw where he's got a bandage over his jaw already from when David beat the shit out of him. So he's immediately like, like in so much pain. Like he like got re injured wherever David had injured him. Cut to Luke and this kid sitting in the principal's office. The the mom and David come in, and she's like, "What happened?" They, you know, she's clearly been called into the principal's office. Mm-hmm. They walk out. They collect Luke. He's like, "After school detention. You're going to have to help." He, and they, his job is to help set up for the Halloween dance. Um, and he's like, "Oh, okay, great. I like the <laughs> fucking rules." <laughs> um, the mom goes to get the car. Then Luke and David are walking down the hall, and Luke says. 
hey, 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 David. Um, we know that David Collins died last week. Anna thinks that you killed Craig. Um, she knows about the plastic surgeon in Miami. Oh boy, uh, Luke. But 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 it's all it's okay. Like I just want you to know. Like I don't care. Like I I won't say anything. Like it's fine. Like I just I just thought you should know that. Like that's sort of what, what's going on. Most heartbreaking, like, Luke. Uh, I know, Dave. It's awful. And David's like plastic sur- like plastic surgeon in Miami. Why? Why would I need a plastic surgeon in Miami? Not to David's, or, take somebody's identity or anything. Luke's like, like well, that. probably to <laughs> scrub your fingertips and change your face. So you're unrecognizable and. And that way you can't be traced, right? Like that that that's what you'll be doing. But like it's fine, it's fine. I'm just saying, like, I don't care. I don't care that that's what you're doing. I don't care who you are. I won't say anything. And and David's like, Why would you do that? And he says, Because we're friends. Aww. Right? Oh no. David stares at him oh, and then no. goes, Yeah. Oh god. Of course we are. Oh no. Oh and no. He goes, hey, Luke, did uh did Anna tell anybody else about this uh, theory of hers. Oh, and he's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe her friend Kristen. He's like, all right, thanks. Oh no. That afternoon, Yikes. David and the mom are hanging laundry on like a laundry line outside. And she says to him, like, I- I'm so grateful for you, David. I mean, if I don't know what we would have done without you. And you, you know, you saved Luke and also all of us. It's just been so nice to have you here. He's like, oh, it's nothing. He's like, I'm going to go get, he goes in the house to go get some more laundry to hang up. Just as this is happening, he goes inside and two huge police SWAT vans start coming down the road. They come up. Lance Reddick gets out of the car and comes up to the mom. And he's like, Mrs. Peterson. She's like, yeah, what's going on? He's like, I, you know, my name is Major Carver. Uh, have you seen this man recently? My name Shows- is Leader Guy. My name is I'm the Leader Guy. Um, you might know me as the man in charge of the thing. And he's like, have you seen this man lately? And it's a picture of David in like a straight jacket, (laughs) like looking like clearly like uh, not not good. And she's like, that's that's David. And and he's like, when was the last time you saw him? And she goes, he just went inside and a sheet blows (laughs) away with the wind, revealing David standing there with a laundry basket. He locks eyes with the leader guy. Leader guy locks eyes with him. Mm -hmm. And he drops slow-mo, drops a laundry, pulls a gun out, and they start shooting at each other. All these SWAT guys come out, and they start shooting. The leader guy grabs the mom and, like, throws her down on the ground. David runs into the house, and they are just, like, machine guns just, like, over, like, through the whole house. We see David. He, like, runs in through a window, breaks the glass, gets down on the ground. He's been shot once in the leg, but he's got, like, guns hidden under the bed like all the guns that he had purchased and it's just an all out shootout and he's like crawling under the gun line like through the house we see the the Mrs. Peterson had like run away from this like well, what's going on and like ran into the house and is hiding in the house David crawls army crawls into the kitchen uh, where he and Mrs. Peterson then are uh, hiding behind like the kitchen island, and she's like, "David, David, what's going on? Who are these people? What, what, why are they shooting at you? Why are they trying to kill you?" He's also now been shot in the side, so he has two bullet wounds, but but they're not fatal. And she's like, "Did you even know my son?" He's like, "Yes, I did. We were in the same program, and he would understand what I have to do right now." And she's like, "David, no!" And he stabs her right in the chest with a big kitchen knife, twists it. She's dead. Oh no! Oh shit! Uh oh! 
Okay. Okay. What? What the hell? Yeah. What the heck is going on? Oh, what the heck? And, I hear, and at this <laughs> yeah. point, and at this point, we're all thinking, what the what the heck is, heck going, is on? going on? What the freaking going heck on? is happening? <laughs> Somebody better tell me what the heck is going on. <laughs> so they're still trying to shoot him in the house, but then we see out of the garage. He's in the car. He backs out of the garage shoots at the tires of all of their SWAT vans and drives off. So we're like, fuck, he's got away. <laughs> the leader guy gets in one of the cars and starts <laughs> driving it down the road, but it's going very slowly because all the tires are flat. Mm-hmm. David's driving off. We see a car. It's a long dirt road where there's like nobody else on it. And we see it driving down the road towards the house is the dad. David sees this and is like, oh, fuck. Puts on his seatbelt, pulls it really tight. Starts flooring it, crashes intentionally head on with the dad. A little bit thrown, but he had like locked himself in. So he gets out. He looks. The dad is bloodied. He's hit his head, but he's still alive. And he's like, oh, David goes like, God damn it. Gets out of the car, gets a gun, walks up to the, the, you know, driver's side window. And he's like, David, what's going on? He says, really sorry about this, sir. Shoots him, kills him. Okay, sure. Um, then the leader guys driving finally makes it there. Oh, oh, and David then goes off on foot because he's cr- fully crushed his car. Yeah. And we see him like go off on foot into the town. Um, but we already know that he can run really far. He doesn't need to sleep. We don't know what his deal is, but he's probably going to make it. Yep. Uh, the leader guy pulls up, sees the crash, sees the guy, the dad dead. Another man is driving up and he's like, well, I don't know what's happening. And he's like, military police. I mean, come into your vehicle and like kicks the guy out, and gets his car and drives down. Nice. He goes to the diner where Anna is working, and Anna and Kristen are both working, and, and he picks up Anna. He's like, Anna Peterson, uh, I'm, I'm going to need to take you out of here. Uh, we need to go get your your brother from school. And she's like, oh, okay, um, okay, goes with him. They get in the car. They drive away. As they're pulling out of the I'll diner take parking Kristen lot, too. we see a van pulling into the diner parking lot <sighs> with a huge blood spatter on the inside of the windshield, and David walks out like he definitely shot the person who owned that car and just immediately got in <sighs> it. Pulls in, walks into the diner, and he sees Kristen. She's freaked out to see him, because also this military police guy just came in. Yeah. And he asks her where Anna is. And she's like, um, he, she, she just left. She's like, where was she going? And she's flustered and trying to come up with a lie. And he just gets exasperated. He's like, Ugh, I don't have the time for this. Shoots her twice in the chest. Are there other people okay, in there? Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a full diner. Oh, my God. Shoots her twice in the chest. Goes to walk out. Turns around, pulls out two grenades and just goes, oh, my God, and rolls them down the hallways of the diner and just turns and walks out. The whole place blows up. So we just killed everyone in the diner. Jesus Christ. Doesn't fucking care. He is like on. So on the way to the school to get Luke. Now it's the leader guy and Anna and Anna's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you need to who is David? You need to tell me what's happening. Um, And he says, and this is one of those situations where it's like. I was really trying to think through the logic of this later on and was like, it's better to just not. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Um, So David was a subject of a medical experiment. Um, He was a soldier, but when he came back, they started doing experiments on him. While he was being studied, he killed several people and then started a fire and burned their bodies to confuse us. So we thought he died in the fire until we got that call from you. So they did think David Collins was dead, but uh, he's not. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So she uh, calls Luke to be like, I need to tell Luke we're coming to get him and to not go with David anywhere. 
So she calls him, but he's in detention and his cell phone rings and the teacher's like, Lou, what did I say about cell phones and detention? Give me that. So he doesn't answer the phone. He's like setting up in the gymnasium for this dance. It's just him and this one teacher. The, he doesn't answer and is really freaked out. And he's like, why are we, wait, you haven't said anything about my parents. Where are my parents? And he's like, David killed both of your parents. Um, so Aww. she's, uh, you know, very, very sad. And he tells her, he's like, David has a unique neurological condition, um, which made him a perfect, basically he's a sociopath, yeah. <laughs> made him a perfect uh, yeah. person for us to do these experiments on. Um, but when his identity is compromised, he's essentially programmed to tie up all loose ends. He says, I doubt he could even stop at this point if he wanted to. Mm. So they, and that's why he's like a Jason Bourne, right? He's like, he was a super soldier who doesn't know who he is mm-hmm, sort mm-hmm. of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they, they get to the school, they, they pick up Luke and uh, they, ha- uh, they have to walk through this, like it's a Halloween dance. So the entry into the gymnasium or wherever is like a, a whole big haunted house. Um, that's like really very scary and really cool. And it's like, strobe lights and things that pop out and like dark corners and like cre- creepy clowns and, like it's it's such a cool it made me be like why don't we do more horror movies like this mm-hmm. like it was like very cool because you're so scared already but you like can't see what's happening mm-hmm. so they walk through but they get to luke he's fine they grab him and just as the leader guy and luke and anna and as just as they're about to walk out the doors all the lights get shut off and they're like oh fuck uh-uh. and then we see uh, Hand put a CD into the sound system, uh, and it's the uh, For David CD. And the music starts playing. Uh, and uh, the te- so they the ask the teacher, like, how do we get out of here? And he's like, we, we go out this way. Like, he's like, take us through the, the haunted house. So they go to escort them out. And would, wouldn't you know it, the, the first pathway to our exit is a hall of mirrors <laughs> for this Halloween dance. So now we can't see each other. It's dark. We don't know where the teacher went, but then we see him stumble out. His throat has just been slit. He's bleeding. He falls on the ground. And so Lance Reddick says to Anna and Luke, he's like, go the other way. Get out, get out, get out. Go. Like, go out the back. And David walks. And so then they run away. David walks out and goes, hello, sir. <laughs> and uh, has a box cutter, Ooh. which is what he used to cut the teacher's throat. It's all no. bloody. It's nasty. Uh, slices the the um, leader guy's arm. Like so he starts bleeding out, and and uh, he David comes up to him and says, "You shouldn't have followed me. I don't know what you expected." And then he takes David takes his own gun and like puts it on the ground in the blood next to the. Um, leader guy i don't know if it's like just to make it seem like i don't know something else happened there but he leaves his gun um meanwhile anna tells luke to hide in one of the parts of the haunted house um and he's like what's going on like david would never hurt us like i i don't know what's happening or who that guy was but david would never hurt us i i know he wouldn't and she's like luke he killed mom and dad he killed our parents and luke's like what what? Like, no. she's like, please, Luke, I just, I need you to trust me. Just hide. Please hide. Don't come out unless you, you hear from me. Like, please just trust me. So he hides in a little crate. Oh, no. Luke is Dunzo Bunzo for the rest of oh, his yeah, life, Luke is not by the way. Okay. There is, um, she's like, I'm no going to distract David. I'm going to lead him out. 
So she goes out the other way to do that. But we see David comes into the room where Luke is. And he's like looking around for him. And he's like, Luke, Luke, I'm not going to hurt you. Oh, no. Um, oh, and he's I like, hate that. No, I'm sorry, but, uh, but I, ha- I had to do it. Um, and we see as Luke is crouched in his corner, terrified, he like pulls out the knife that David had given him. So he's like, ready. David is getting closer and closer. But just then we hear a crash from the other room. So David turns around. And goes in that direction. And as he's going back that way, he sees the gun that he had placed on the ground is now gone. We see like the Mm. the silhouette of it in the blood, Mm -hmm. right? The outline. Mm -hmm. So he sees that. He walks into the room, the big auditorium where there's like he had turned on basically like all the Halloween spooky stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's like fog machine like on the ground like a whole ground is fog and like cool colored lights it's really cool yeah looking. that sounds cool so he's like he starts following he sees bloody footprints on the ground of anna's boots because she wears like she's like you know spooky spider queens she has like big combat boots yeah, yeah, she yeah. wears everywhere so he sees like bloody footprints so he's following them and he sees they lead to just the boots she had like taken them off and so she's walking around barefoot and then he stands up and gets shot in the back Turns around. Oh, no. He turns around and gets shot in the shoulder. And it's Anna. She has a gun. He falls to the ground. She walks up to where he fell down. But there's fog all over the ground. She can't really see. She gets there. David's body is not there. Just as she's realizing this, she gets stabbed in the leg. Oof. So then David knocks her down. He And in doing so, like, knocks over a lantern onto a big barrel of hay. I don't know. It's Halloween. <laughs> so that light's on fire. But he gets over Anna and he starts strangling her and is like choking her and she's about to die. But just then Luke comes up behind him, stabs him in the back with his own knife. He uh, David stands up. Luke stabs him again in the heart. like Right in the chest, leaves the knife there. David stumbles back, leans against a a different bale of hay. (laughs) And he says, you did the right thing. Oh, I, I don't blame you. And then he goes, <laughs> gives him a- and David gives Luke a thumbs up and then goes, don't feel bad. And then goes lifeless. What? What is happening it's in this wild. movie? I- um, so Anna and Luke then leave. They get out of the gymnasium as the whole place goes up in flames. Outside, we see them sitting in the back of a fire department vehicle, just like covered in blankets, being tended to a, 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 a a fire fighter. This has happened before. I can't remember the word for fire. <laughs> I was gonna say fire worker. A fireman. God damn. Fire the worker. Fire is like asking them if they are okay. I'm like, okay, great. I'm I'm gonna I'll be back. Just like stay here. It's all good. Goes up to another firefighter who's just coming out of the gymnasium asking for like the report. And he says, There were two bodies found, uh, both badly burned. One's missing his teeth. They got uh knocked out, it looks like. Mm. And we, Anna's like looking towards them, and we see a firefighter limping out of the gym in like full gear with a little gas mask on his face. He turns to look at her. They lock eyes. It's David. She goes, What the fuck? <laughs> End of movie. <laughs> what? Oh my God. Is there a guest? I don't too? think so. I mean, this was in 2014. Also, like, what else could okay. you do? I we've sort of just done it, right? But no, no, we've done it, we've done it. But however, 
Like, what? I don't really understand. So did he actually, he actually served with Caleb and he actually wanted to go see his yeah, family? I, I think to- the deal is he actually served with Caleb. Uh, he did care about Caleb. He did want to see his family, but he is also a sociopath who then when he was, after he got injured, for real, got injured in, at war, they decided to do a medical experiment on him to try to create this like super soldier. but. Yeah, it went it went badly and he escaped and then he went to go see Caleb's family for real. I think there are like parts of him that are really who he was. And then this like super soldier part takes over. Like The only reason he like with the, all the bad things he did before killing Craig, killing the, the bosses or the dad's boss and stuff was like that was him trying to take care of the family. That was him like looking out right. for them. It's just that he's helping. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shouldn't say that. He's like. um a sociopath. So he did it by by killing these people. Like he thought he was doing the right thing, but then when he when his identity becomes compromised, he has to take them all out because that's what he is programmed to do. Um. So I, that is sort of what my understanding is of the situation. A cautionary tale against making the, a cautionary making super tale. soldiers. Let's not do it. Let's not do it. It never also, turns out well. It's hardly the point. But a thing I kept thinking is, oh, imagine. Changing and hiding that perfect face. <sighs> such I a know, shame. It's so it tragic. Such a shame. So the only thing I wish the movie had done is because this bothered me kind of the whole time is like, what's his personal life? Like, who's where's his family? Like, did he they just like never even acknowledge nah. that? And I feel like it's like the elephant in the room the whole time where it's like, why is he immediately spending so much time with Caleb's family? I mean, not, I think he's just not I don't know well or normal. Yeah, probably doesn't have a family. Yeah. Pro- yeah. Yeah, I, but I wish there had just been some acknowledgement of the fact that, like, he doesn't yeah, have a family. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, because it, it's like also, that. like, there are definitely are questions and some holes in the story where you're like, why, what? But but also, I was thinking about it today when I was taking my notes, just like, or, yeah, just like, it sort of doesn't matter. The point of the movie is just, like, who's this guy, what's yeah, the steal, and no. then a bunch of cool violence happens like that's that's mm-hmm. all this movie's trying to do and they do it well also like i'm so bad at this i truly it's a quick movie it's like 90 minutes i think i took longer telling you what happens than it takes to watch that it happens so sometimes. i'm really sorry because you can get a lot of information um, visually that in a second you got that it just takes a long time to describe <laughs> also i spent like 45 minutes talking about how hot he is and that is true and i don't regret it um so <laughs> it's a great movie he's such a good actor it's it's fun it's cool yeah it's like very funny too i remember la- it's very, laughing it's a lot like really it. well done yeah it really is and it does it does look really cool that like haunted house sequence at the end is really a great device um it's great it's on netflix there you go we talked about this before but i'll it's worth repeating like there's also just something that's it never gets old watching someone who's just always going to mm-hmm. dominate like truly it never they're just gets old. good every, every time like, you know, they're going to fucking whatever they're going to do. They're just going to. And and this applies in every scenario, like even like the Queen's Gambit, you know, when like, you we know, that him. she's going to mm-hmm. win every chess match. Like you just there's something about it where you're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's watch Give that. That, uh, that mm-hmm. makes me feel I good. Know. Although I will say yeah. there's apparently uh, in like Vin Diesel's uh, contracts. He can't ever lose. Oh, a fight. my God. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's, you will never see, go back and watch every one of his movies. Highly recommend it. You'll never see him lose a fight, which is so funny to me to just know. Like, I, now I think about that anytime I see a, like a Fast and Furious or anything where I'm like, well, any fight he gets into, he will win. Right, there's and no I just stakes. know that there's to no be stakes. true. There's no stakes. There's no stakes, which is different to me than no, like. No, you're right. There's a, there's a way, there's a way it can be boring. Yes, like, there's a way I mean, it can be boring also, too. Give me, give me those Vin Diesel fights. <laughs> But it's like, like in Mission Impossible, as you know, my favorite thing ever, and and John Wick, my other favorite thing ever. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, John Wick's coming out on top. Ethan Hunt's coming out on top. We'll find some twists and turns along the way, but then they're gonna come out on top, and I fucking love it right. and give me that all day long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, wow, great, great pick. Mm-hmm. It's a fun one, real good one. Um, I really enjoyed hearing about it. I might, I might have to watch it again. At least that one scene. I know. I kind of want to watch it, too. At least the one. Should we do... Um, a bit of a southern drawl? Yeah, yes, like a Dan's slow, even southern accent. Just a little bit eerie southern. Well, yes, that sounds good. That's a little too southerny. <laughs> That's a little too southern, but but you're in the right headspace. Okay, you take take it away, Emily. <laughs> okay. Um, God, I'm going to have to... Miss Peterson. Okay. From all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show, remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate that. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter, or you can become a patron at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast, where you'll get access to bonus episodes, trailer reactions, other fun stuff. We have a Suspiria episode coming up later this month. Otherwise, we will be here for you next week, and next week's episode will be A Quiet Place 2. A freaking new release, if you can believe it. We're very excited. We'll talk to you next week.